Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dylan. This is Sierra. And this is Horror Haven Podcast, Episode 2. Today we're going to be talking about the Evil Dead movies. And coming on as another cast member for the show is our good friend Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, Rich has been a good friend of ours for a while, since high school, middle school, around there. And growing up, he was really my only friend that watched horror movies so at least religiously like yeah us. religiously like us so <laughs> we've always kind of had that connection when it comes to horror movies and we've had different views and same views on movies so we really wanted to bring him on from here on out to kind of have more than just our opinion on the movies so horror movies are a lifestyle folks <laughs> it's not it's not you know you were born into this <laughs> absolutely so yeah so we'll get started on the episode then I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian runes, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled Naturan de Manto, roughly translated Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. It deals with demons, demon resurrection and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant, but are never truly dead. They may be recalled to active life through the incantations presented in this book. It is through recitation of these passages that the demons are given license to possess the living. Hey, what you do that for? It's just getting good. I just don't want to hear it anymore, that's all. Hey, come on, I just want to hear the rest of it. No big deal. Tatra amistrobin hazarta. Tatir mano mansizon hazan sobar. Samanda robza. Darhis hiker dans de roza. Ganda. Shut it off. Ganda. Shut it off! Kanda! Shut it off! Alright, so today we're going to be talking about the Evil Dead series, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. We're going to save the Evil Dead remake and Ash vs. Evil Dead for later episodes. Um, we're also going to issue a spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't seen the movies. We're going to be talking about them. Don't and give kinda... spoiler warnings. To, to, be, to be honest, <laughs> this, this movie's been out for like 30 years now. Exactly. If you haven't seen it, you, probably just, you should probably just turn off this episode right now and go watch it and then come back and yeah. finish listening. Because like, I don't know what rock you've been living under for the past 30 years. But if you're a horror fan and you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen it, you should be ashamed. Yeah. You're not a horror fan. You're a pansy. <laughs> I wouldn't be mean about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so in The Evil Dead, the first one, it came out in 1981 and it follows Ash Williams... Ashley. Ashley Williams, who is played by Bruce Campbell, who's a man, <laughs> and he... Goes to a cabin in the woods with his girlfriend, his sister, his friend Scott, and Scott's girlfriend. They are fooling around. They end up finding an old tape recorder and a book called the Necronomicon. And the tape recorder is reading the passages out loud, which unleashes... The Deadites. The Deadites, which were demons. And they basically start possessing everybody and... Killing them off. Killing them off, tormenting Ash, and it's just... It's a good yeah, time. Good time. <laughs> uh, the movie was directed by Sam Raimi. Who also made Spider-Man. Yeah. Who did, yeah. The original with uh, Tobey Toby Maguire. Maguire. <laughs> that masterpiece. <laughs> One of my faves. But, yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts about it, Rich? Uh, definitely a cult classic. Um, definitely had an interesting following. Um, they, as far as the series goes, they definitely... Um, took steps to prevent them getting an X rating because back in you know back in the late seventies and early eighties, if your movie got an X rating, it was pretty much banished. Like yeah. nobody would watch it. It, it was, was pretty much dead on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
which really, if you go back and watch the movies now, is it's nothing not that bad. Like a, nothing yeah. like a PG thirteen movie that they put out now. But exactly. um, <clears throat> like for example, in the uh, intro to Evil Dead two, that uh, that rose that blooms up. I forgot what the company name was. It was Rosebud, but, yeah. Yeah, it was actually a fake company. Yeah. Like they they did it like that just so to give the movie a uh, a non rating, you know, not rated label. Yeah. Well, and, the uh, um, the guy who produced the film wasn't allowed to let out an unrated movie. Yeah, it was so nobody got in trouble. They made a fake fake yeah. movie company about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's genius. But uh, Stephen King had a big part in the second one being made. He gave a really great review about the first movie. He loved it. Said it was like the most original horror movie of its time. And uh, when Sam Raimi said he was thinking about making a second one, he wasn't really too sure about it. Um, Stephen King uh, convinced the guy who was going to back the movie to definitely do it. So that's why we even have one today. Yeah. The original one was originally made as Within the Woods. It was a short movie that Sam Raimi made with Bruce Campbell to show investors so he could raise money to make Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. and he made it, he showed some investors, and they were kind of unsure about it, but they still donated some money. It was to fund the project. It was less than what he was expecting to get, but they kind of worked with what they had. Well, the whole Evil Dead series, even even the first one, was like, you know, based off of a small budget, and uh, because it took them several months to even film it between a lot of the actors had to leave to go do other roles and with not having enough money, some of them just left. Um, a lot of B-roll people just filled in as the parts. Every time you see a scene where it's just a hand or it's just the people walking, it's, not the, actual it's not the original actor who's playing that role. <laughs> it went yeah. back and just put it in like that. Sierra pointed that out too when we were watching because some of the scenes where it shows the deadites like when it's Cheryl mm-hmm. or... A lot of the makeup yeah. when it's the women in the um, deadite makeup it, it looks like men. It was like men. It yeah. like ladies yeah. at all. If it was Shelly I mean, or Cheryl, um, Sierra was like, I think that's a guy. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it, it was funny because if, if we start talking about them like in sequence, like the first Evil Dead, there was no actual real cellar in the cabin that they filmed yeah. it in. There was only a four, like a, about a four foot deep hole. The other, um, like all the scenes that were shot in, a, uh, in in the actual cellar, was actually in a basement that was shot months later in Michigan. That yeah. was my basement. In <laughs> <laughs> Might as well then. Yeah, the interesting thing too is the cast and the crew for the movie were really inexperienced, and it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to like. It doesn't really show when watching the movie because the acting, for the most part, is pretty well done. The only the only uh, person in that movie that I'm gonna say I did not I wasn't fond of on the acting was um, Linda. Linda. Yeah, like there's like parts where they're talking in the car and she's just like, oh. Yeah. Like she just it, it, it didn't sound very um, like believable. Mm. But I mean, it, it's not really a believable movie, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But they were inexperienced and. It led to a lot of stuff going wrong on set. When they were filming Linda as a deadite, the makeup, when they were pulling it off, actually ripped out her eyelash on one of her <laughs> her eyelashes on one of her eyes. And uh, the first day they were filming, they ended up getting lost in the woods when they were looking for the cabin. Nice. Yeah. I want to find this cabin, like, bad. They burned it down. Well, it's gone now. The chimney's left. Huh. And- I thought the cabin, said that the original cabin. Burnt it down. I thought it was well, like a supposed thing. it's gone now. All that's left is the chimney. Where is it? They, the original cast and crew made a time capsule, and they buried it in the chimney, and fans found the chimney. But the cabin's gone now. All that's left is the chimney. That's a bummer. And Sam Raimi has said as like a joke that he's burnt the ca- he burnt the cabin down after filming. But <laughs> it's not like confirmed so if he actually did or not. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the second Evil Dead movie, um, it was filmed in like a gymnasium of a high school. Dude, it was filmed like an hour from us. Yeah, <laughs> was it was filmed really? by our house. Yeah, right it was now. filmed in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Oh, uh, but they said like you know they used so much fake blood and there was so much sugar and everything in that that the like the set of Evil Dead Two was just littered with flies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
we we could honestly contest from our high school experience that like there were definitely flies all over that like nasty <laughs> high school. So could you imagine <laughs> it being drenched in like uh, what the hell is that stuff made corn out of? Caro syrup, corn, corn syrup, and corn all that. Syrup yeah. and food coloring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must have been terrible. Yeah. Could you imagine being covered in that though? That's got to be uncomfortable. Well, the um the one scene where the guy gets dragged into the cellar in Evil Dead Two, and then the blood starts flying out of the the basement. Um, the guy who the actor who played that almost drowned. Really? In the blood. That's awesome. <laughs> he, he was he was upside down under like pinned underneath the hatch, and then like gallons and gallons of this blood was shooting out, and it was going up his nose. Like he couldn't breathe. He almost drowned from that scene. That's crazy. <laughs> so that's def- that's definitely commitment. I mean, this whole franchise, it was definitely, you know, Osho would not be happy with it <laughs> to this day. Um, in the original Evil Dead, um, they were firing live rounds in the gun on yeah, set. Yeah. And uh, the scenes where they, they had, like, you know, when, they, when the camera flies through the window, like, first-person perspective, they had uh, two-by-fours strapped to the side so the two-by-fours would hit the window before the camera would. And uh, it was real glass. They went through real windows, so, like, gra- glass was getting splattered in the faces of, uh, like, you know, the cast and everything. So That's it definitely crazy. wasn't a very safe set to work on. But, uh, well, I know it wasn't know. safe, too, because... Um... Like, the, the crew had stayed there at the cabin while they were filming, and there was, like, 13 people staying in the cabin, and they didn't have heat or anything. They were warming themselves with the fireplace, and from what I found online, by the end of filming, they were burning the furniture in the cabin to stay warm, and I know there was a lot, there was a lot of people getting sick and from, like, the cold, and they would go mm-hmm. days and days without showering. Well, plus, when you put 13 people in close quarters... <laughs> You know, you're bound to get yeah. sick. Well, Sam Raimi would mess with the actors to kind of show, like, true misery through them. Kind of like um, in the original, the dinner scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they were you're so... You're always going to go back to that. Yeah, they were so out of their minds at the point of filming it because of the heat and the exhaustion and everything. obsessed with dinner. And it just, it's like genuine reactions, so... <clears throat> So as far as the first Evil Dead is concerned, what do you guys think, like, um, it compares to the rest of the series? Like, what rating would you give the first movie? The first Evil Dead, I give a 9.5 out of 10. This is definitely my favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, it gets a 9, it gets a 9.8 for me. Um, the thing, the thing is, is that the Evil, the, the first Evil Dead movie is so different from the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. I think that if somebody started with the second or the third Evil Dead, I think that they would, um, they'd be kind of confused by what the first Evil Dead was because it just took a, a very different turn uh, uh, once the second one um, came along. It was it's very different than what I feel that you would expect from just watching the first one. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. wish I could go back in time and watch Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness first. Just so I could be shocked when I go back to the original Evil Dead. Well, because like, the, ev- the original Evil Dead wasn't there; it wasn't really funny. Like no. the the second one, towards like once it got through like reiterating the the original story in the second one, and definitely the Army of Darkness, to- like so many like one liners, really funny, <laughs> you know. And the first one wasn't like that. The first one was like a serious horror movie, and, it, and it's great. It's a great horror movie. It's not even that. It was like meant. Like, they did amazing with it, and then the second and third one were very, um, very funny. So, I think, I think it's kind of crazy when you, when, especially watching them back to back, because I haven't done that in years, and it's like, you remember how funny, especially Army of Darkness is. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of things I liked about the original movie. I mean, I like, I cannot pick a single thing from the first Evil Dead that I disliked, but a lot of stuff stood out to me, like the sound. Sierra pointed out when we were watching, like I didn't notice the first. Like I've watched this movie so many times, but there's you can hear like the heartbeats of the actors, not actually yeah. their heartbeats, like, but through the scene opposed to music, they have heartbeat playing throughout the throughout the scenes when it gets intense. You see yeah. the heart, so you and, start hearing a heartbeat speed up and slow down as it like gets more intense and less intense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you guys brought up the sound because um 
a lot of when it's flying through the woods and making a lot of eerie sounds like that, um, a lot of other horror movies kind of copied the exact same music in doing so. And um, part of I found out part of the sound when it's whooshing through the woods and like making like, you know, demonic sounds. It's like it's actually Sam Rainey's voice just yeah. distorted and like stretched out, which is uh, really cool. Yeah, you know, they definitely he, did a lot of creative stuff with the budget that they had. Like, they had to do it, but mm. I think that's what makes the movie so great is that it's – they thought out of the box to make the things that they did rather yeah. than just, like, typical sound set, all that. I think the thing that I really love about Evil Dead, and I, I it could just be me, but um, I feel like they definitely put, um, like, aspects of older style horror movies in it with how they focus on, like, eyes and, um, like, the facial features and, like, they zoom in to certain things that are important. I feel like that's mm-hmm. very, very old-school horror movie, uh, which yeah. I love. Um, but in the first one especially, they zoom in on eyes a lot. Like, there's that whole scene when he's giving Linda the uh, um, the magnifying glass necklace, and it's literally mm-hmm. going back and forth between their eyes. But they do it throughout the whole movie, whether it's, like, at... Like, that scene was a very sweet, happy scene, and then there's scenes that are scary and it's zooming in on their eyes to see how their eyes change based on the reactions, you know? Yeah, I, definitely. I really like seeing that. What would you give it out of 10, Rich? Out of 10, I guess I'm going to have to be the critic here and uh, give it seven severed deadite heads out of 10. <laughs> um, what the hell, it, Rich? It, it, was definitely, it was definitely a great movie, but I feel like out of the series, the first one, it, it tried to deliver with some comic relief, like being you know Bruce Campbell and him trying to be his nutty self in it. Um, I feel like the perfect mix was the second one between horror and the comedy and everything it kind of just it felt more natural the first one kind of felt like kind of forced yeah see i'm i'm more i lean more towards the the like pure horror opposed to the comic horror i like the comic horror too but the the pure horror horror definitely is more no i mean I, i i definitely agree with that i'm i'm more into that as well it's just with the way it was. I mean, it was definitely one of one of my best movies of all time. It, compared to any other movie, I would give it a nine or a ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, but just in the I get series. What I get what you're saying though. It kind of feels forced because it's like Bruce Campbell's trying to act mm-hmm. as something that I don't know. It's not I his personality. Like, I, don't, I don't feel like he's trying to act like something he's not his personality. I think the the, the difference is is that The Evil Dead was a lot of those actors their first movie, and uh, including Bruce Campbell. You know, it was his first. Yeah. role and I feel that he they were making a horror movie and I feel like after the Evil Dead the first one I feel like he's like oh <laughs> hey I'm Bruce Campbell and I'm funny now too like you know he like gained confidence from that role and I think that's where he could pull out his one liners and all that in the second and third was there any parts yeah. that stood out to you a lot in the first one in the first movie, um, okay. going back to what Sierra said about the eyes, um, I forgot what her name was, but when the first chick gets possessed and they lock her in the cellar, the other Cheryl. chick just starts breaking down. She's like, what's wrong with her eyes? Look at yeah, her eyes. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, that, that was definitely a turning point. Um, you know, uh, I still get goosebumps when I think about when she first gets possessed and they're like trying to like read, like, you know, psychic read what the cards are yeah. in the deck. And, and she, she just starts, starts flying like, like... through all the cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely creepy. And then uh, she, that's when she, like, turns around and right then they're, like, like you can see her face. She's not, like, totally disgusting like she gets, but, like, her face is yeah. starting to, to go, like, gray, blue, and purple. It, it was definitely the, yeah, it was definitely the original actress in that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah no, that part was definitely, face, I don't, I don't know, like, for, for all I know, it definitely could have been the women for all the makeup, but they definitely looked like men after a while. <laughs> no, yeah, but absolutely there... terrified when Linda's possessed and she's sitting uh-huh. in the doorway. Oh, and... laughing? Yeah, the, the laugh. The, the laugh. <laughs> Yeah, the laugh, and when she does the, like, we're going to get you, no, Sierra has to cover her ears you. every time. Yeah, like, this movie definitely stands the test of time. I um, Ever since you said that this was going to be the next episode, I got the opportunity to watch the original Evil Dead with three guys who have never seen it before that's um, awesome <laughs> how did you find a bunch of people who've never seen it though it's such a I, I was amazed uh my friend asked me to go over to his house and i'm like okay but we're watching you know evil dead and he's like oh okay and then he took you know he told me he's never seen it all the way did through like and then what was that did he like it oh oh yeah they they all were like wow i like 
it was amazing. It was it was kind of like that their emotions about it changed throughout the whole thing. Like I had to remind them that it was made in you know eighty nine. Uh, yeah, 79, 79, yeah, 79. 81. Um, and, uh, you know, the age group was, you know, one of them was younger than me. The other one was like 35. The other two were like 35. So yeah. it went back and forth between like them trying to like crack jokes about the special effects and like the stop motion. Like um, the, play, the, the claymation at the end. That's, that's my yeah. favorite part. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it went between them cracking jokes on that. And then the scene where, uh, Linda gets stabbed in the ankle, them like oh, freak. That, cr- that's, that's that, makes, that makes me cringe that. so much. Or, or, yeah. Or like, uh, you know, the, the scene Sears is afraid of where she's sitting there like giggling and singing yeah. and everything like that really freaked him out too. And, and I'm like, see, like for for the time period, like if you watch this movie back when it came out, like it was the first of its kind. Like it, it, like I couldn't imagine it being like you know me being back then watching the movie because we yeah. definitely have a different appreciation yeah, for it. I think I think that we'd probably be more shocked by it because it's like at some point you got to think this far back is that people were terrified of Frankenstein when it came out in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was scary, and now that that's not even like it's you know it's a classic horror, but it's not horror to what what our standards are. Like that's I could watch that with a five year old and they'd be okay with it. You know, yeah. I feel like the yeah. people I talk to about this movie who have seen it have such mixed feelings about it. Like I I'll talk to people that are like that movie's terrifying, it scared the hell out of me, and then uh-huh. I'll talk to people that are like, oh that movie's a joke. Like I laughed the entire time, and I'm like, are you sure you're thinking of the first one? And they're like, yeah, the first one, the first Evil Dead. And I'm like, I didn't laugh at all when I watched like, it, but it, all right. Yeah, I didn't find it funny. But I feel like it's yeah. such a divided crowd, which you you kind of mentioned, like the, the people you were watching it with were going really back and forth with it. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the thing. It's like you know the cult classic. It has like you know a distinct following to it. So it's either it's either you love the movie yeah, and it was amazing. Or it was just like it definitely missed the mark for you. Yeah. Um, Some of the parts that stood out to me, my favorite part of the entire movie is when Ash goes into the basement mm-hmm. and the blood starts coming out of like the electrical sockets and like the it comes yeah it or... comes down the projector and it goes mm-hmm. into the light bulb and everything. I love that and part. I don't know why it's just so it. like strange. It's oh, it's, it, it, it changes the whole atmosphere. I mean, as, as soon as the blood flows into the light bulb, everything that's on the screen turns red. You know, like yeah. it's um, it's more of a an eerie kind of just like change of the whole environment. Which well, I is, feel like uh, that's the first time too that the environments change because I mean, you have the the trees and the wind and everything, but up until that point, it was the people that were tormenting Ash, and at this point, it's kind of like a force that's messing with him, and you yes. kind of get that sense. And um, other parts that stood out, too, is the lighting was really good in some parts. When uh, Cheryl and Ash go to the bridge, and it's showing, like, the headlights, and she's, like, kind of losing her mind, and she's grabbing onto Ash and stuff, and it's just, like, the headlights shining on them, and that's it. not going to let us leave. Yeah, that part. And when Ash drags Linda, or not Linda, yeah, when Ash drags Linda outside after she's possessed and she's laughing... And it's just kind of like one single spotlight shining on her, and he just like leaves her out there and walks away. Those two parts definitely. Have you guys noticed? And it's it's not just with the first one either. It's through the entire series. I had mentioned that they focus on eyes a lot, but have you noticed how how many scenes are just cut scenes of the moon? Like it's like always a full moon too. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's well, like oh. as it gets like as as the. Uh, the recording goes it's like you can see like fog starts to cover the moon and like they they really focus on like how the moon changes as the the deadite was released yeah yeah i was gonna say like depending on the amount of possession and everything that was going on the moon just slowly gets engulfed by you know by like fog yeah Yeah. sarah pointed something out really funny too that i never i don't know how i never really put it together but we were watching Army of Darkness last night, and she's like, if you think about it, all three of these movies happen within a course of, like, two or three days. Yeah, it happens in three days. Every um, all, The three movies, it's it's a course of three days. Well, I noticed I noticed the first we're one... four days, because the, the last one is two days long. Yeah, well the, well, the first one didn't have anything to do with the other two in the series. 
it, it was kind of, you know, he's going back to the cabin with just him and his girl at this point. Like, the second one's, like, I think is a completely different story. No, no, no. The second one... Okay, so the reason they did that was they didn't have the rights to the original movie when they shot the second one. So uh-huh. they, they were and originally... it wasn't a big movie, so yeah. not, not a lot of people had seen the original Evil Dead up to yeah, that, so at that point. When, yeah. the, when they filmed the second one, they wanted to do a recap of the first one to, like, see show where it, let, where it leaves off. And mm-hmm. so, so that's they what the first it. half of the second one is. It's the first. Yeah. It's like it's like a quick retelling of the first. Yeah, it's movie. a recap of the first one, but but without the, the friends. Yeah, to save time and yeah. money for the actors and like all the effort, they just had they just showed him and Linda. It was originally but yeah, supposed it was to have without it was without the uh, it was without the friends, which leads me to believe that it was like you know it's a completely different movie. No, they just they just didn't they just didn't want to pay the actors. <laughs> that's all. That's the only reason there weren't any friends. They wanted to do a quick retelling because they had no rights to it. Gotcha, gotcha. Which um, is weird. How did they lose the rights to the movie they freaking made? Well, because they weren't <laughs> they weren't going to film a sequel. So New Line Cinemas wanted to buy the rights, but they weren't going to make a sequel. So Sam Raimi sold them the rights. So when they went to make this new movie under a different film company. They couldn't get the rights to the original one. The reason they were, the way they were able to make a second movie at all was they they claim that New Line Cinemas bought the rights to the first movie, but not the storyline or the characters. Mm. Which pretty smart I, people. <laughs> I love you know what I love about this series, and I'm gonna I'm gonna like uh, sneak ahead a little bit. Uh, every Linda looks completely different in all three movies. Yeah. <laughs> They couldn't find an actor that was at least, or an actress that was at least similar looking. Another fun fact too with these movies is, never in any of the three movies do they say that <clears throat> Ash's last name is Williams. Yeah, it's kind of like picked up later on. Wasn't that just um, like a fan thing? They just gave him a last. Well, name they had and joked they just about. Like, okay, this is cool. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell had joked about what his last name is. One of them was um, Holt, because Ash Holt. <laughs> but um. I guess Ash Williams is the one that stuck with the fans. Well, see, you know, this this is just me, you know, um, just being me about it. I think the first movie he's definitely Ashley, and the second movie he comes in, he's definitely Ash. Yeah, from I don't know. from I the think fi- the from second the... movie, he's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, but um, you know, this is before anybody knew who Bruce Campbell was. This is the yeah. first thing he was in. Um, when, you know, from the first scene of the second Evil Dead movie where, you know, he's talking to Linda right there and he's like, you know, uh, I'm a man and you're a woman, at least yeah. last time I checked, like, you know, he's like, come on, baby, like, he's you know, he's getting his like manly yeah. stud stuff yeah. going on. I, Bruce Campbell, I don't care how old he is. I'd marry him. <laughs> I don't fucking care. I'll admit it. Yeah, no, I, you definitely I think Dylan see, would allow it. <laughs> I would. He'd be so he'd be so jealous. You definitely you see, though. I know what you not, mean. Not of him, though, of me. He'd be jealous of me. <laughs> As you go through the movies, like, the first one, I feel like the entire time, he's very serious. The second one, he has, like, his one-liners here and there in his uh-huh. moments. And then the third one is just he's straight comedic. Like, and yeah. I feel like it's the character, too, because when you watch Army of Darkness and... I think it just gets to the point where he's fed up. He's like, I just want to go home. I'm done with you yeah. guys. Like, you guys are just pissing me off at this point. <laughs> well, what I heard was that originally the Evil Dead 2 was supposed to be... Half of it was supposed to be in the cabin and half of it was supposed to take place in the Middle Ages. Yeah. And they didn't have enough time to film everything and they realized they had too much material. So they ended up having to split it into two different movies. Yeah, well, it was that and the budget. They yeah. they didn't – again, they didn't get as much money as they were expecting to get. Mm-hmm. So they had to improvise a little bit and put off that storyline for later on. So a really cool, uh, a really cool thing that I learned, it was kind of jokes between a really great – um you know horror directors was that um in the original uh hills of eyes movie Wes craven put a little joke in there uh it was a a ripped apart jaws uh poster in one of the scenes yeah and uh that was kind of a poke fun at steven spielberg that uh you know his movie was going to be the best movie of the summer um that didn't happen because Jaws was a great hit, but um, <laughs> Sam, Sam Raimi wanted to run with the idea. So in the first Evil Dead movie, if you notice in one of the scenes when they're first in the basement and they find the gun yeah, and the Necronomicon, there's a torn Hills Have Eyes poster. So then when Wes Craven made the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, 
the scene where Nancy's falling asleep, like trying to stay awake. Evil Dead is on the TV, yeah. And then um, finally to get back, this is where the joke, the running joke, kind of ends. In uh, Evil Dead Two, Sam Raimi when um, when uh, Ash has his hand bit by his girlfriend's head, and he kicks the door open to the shed to like go put the head in the vice grip. The uh, Freddy Freddy Krueger glove is hanging above the door. Yeah, I like that back and forth. Yeah, oh, it's it's great. Like, <laughs> and, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know it unless somebody told you it and you're like paying attention to it. But yeah, um, yeah, I never noticed the Freddy Claw. I did notice the Hills Have Eyes post. Yeah. I feel like the Hills Have Eyes poster they really like focus because it, in the scene where it shows it, it's just Ash Scott and then the poster right behind them. But the funny. Freddy glove, if, unless somebody pointed it out to you, you wouldn't notice it hanging. Yeah, because it's, it's no, it's like a, in, like, it's the like shadows a shadows in yeah. the top of the door. Yeah, well, as soon as the door opens, the shadow goes over and you don't see it. I hope that people are lis- like they listen to this and they're like, "Oh wait, shit! I have to go back and see that." You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I really yeah. hope they go and look for it. But uh, no, I thought that I thought that was really cool. Hey, and all the small details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and also, um, I personally just just read his book, um, and I I read it because I know I noticed the name. Um, H.P. Lovecraft has a book that's the Necronomicon. He's a famous, you know, uh, sci-fi writer. Mm-hmm. And um, I picked this book out because I'm like, oh, Necronomicon, you know, that's <laughs> you know, that's Evil Dead. But it turns out they they named it that based off of his work. Yeah. So, um, but I thought that was really cool as well. I feel like it's awesome though that that opposed to being like competitive about it, they're more paying homage to each other. And, and I really, I think that's that's such a better way to go about it. Oh yeah, totally. And you know, and it just shows a first time, a first time director, you know, as Sam Rainey got the attention of Wes Craven by like, and he actually played these jokes back and forth on each other, just kind of like give more, more of paying respect, as you said, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a pat on the back, like welcome to the the club. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, not even not even Wes Craven too, but like Wes Craven, Stephen King, mm-hmm. um. I Irvin Shapiro, the guy who made, I think, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Like he's he's big, and he was really the biggest credit for getting the movie recognized because he kind of publicized it and helped Sam Raimi promote it and got it into film festivals, and he got it into the film festival that Stephen King first saw it at. Yeah. So yeah. it's crazy that, like you said, like his first movie got as big as it did. Mm-hmm. Because usually you have like big directors, and it's like their first movie is usually a big flop. But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we kind of already started going on, like talking a little bit about Evil Dead Two. So let's just continue talking. Yeah. About it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that stood out to me with Evil Dead Two was the the slapstick humor, which you could tell is definitely inspired by the Three Stooges. Oh yeah, but mm-hmm. you when know, I, I was watching it, a lot too in the third one. When I was watching it, like there wasn't a lot of dialogue. When it's just Ash in the cabin and he's like, all the things are going on, and part of like Ash's actions and the way he presents himself, I feel like you could put like old timey show tunes music to it, and it could have been like an old black and white yeah. comedy. <laughs> Hands down, and I believe the lack of dialogue contributes to also. Um, his emotional breakdown as a character because um, a big emphasis on the Evil Dead 2, which they kind of touched on in the first movie, uh, not so much though, is the isolation that all his friends are dead. He's the only one left in the cabin. Now it's more of these entities like just pranking him and trying to drive him crazy. Yeah. And, you know, even even a part in the movie where he just breaks down like, why are you doing this to me? Why? I think yeah, the only yeah. part in the first one where you really see that is when Scotty, when he realizes he's like trying to give his friend Scott water, and he realizes while he's like giving him water that he's dead. Yeah, I think that's the only real breakdown that you see with him is like that that moment he's like, oh shit. I feel like, like the second gone, one you know? too does a good job of having like the comedy and the horror blended in because there's parts that I I wouldn't really say any part of the second one was really scary like the first part the first one was. But there were parts that kind of, I was like, all right, that's weird. More specifically, like the, the part where the deer head starts <laughs> laughing. Yeah, I knew he was. Well, see, say and that, that you know that that scene also shows Ash's breakdown because he starts dancing and laughing with them, you know, and yeah. then eventually starts crying. But then it's also the transition back into reality where 
all of a sudden he hears a noise outside and he shoots the gun out the window when he's pretty much shooting at you know these these new people who are coming to the cabin and then could you imagine like showing up to your your dad's cabin and seeing a guy who just like cut his hand off who's like laughing at himself and like shooting a gun out the window like I never Insane. really put that together though. What you said about like that, the isolation breaking him down. Because now thinking back on it, like all of that crazy stuff that was happening mm-hmm. stopped once more people showed up. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. it was them poking fun at just him. Like it was like you know, and uh, it was such an iconic scene. You know, in my horror movie leg sleeve, I got you know when Ash turns his head and he like finally starts laughing. Like mm-hmm. it was just it was such it wasn't like laughing as like haha it's funny. It was like a demented kind of like going insane yeah. laugh yeah and um you know the 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 lamp bobbing up and down the deer head the cabinets opening it's like it's a, almost a scene out of like if you were having a bad acid trip and you were in alice in wonderland like that's what it would look like yeah no definitely it it definitely does a good job of mixing both parts and it it also explains the backstory a little more because in the first one you have these kids that go to the cabin they find the book but there's so many questions like what happened to the doctor or the professor that was looking into it like you can kind of guess like he read this out loud and the same thing happened to him but it really goes into it by showing like his daughter comes and his wife is buried in the basement yeah hands down which uh a little fun fact basement uh, the fruit cellar yeah (laughs) Um, the, the wife that's buried in the basement is actually Sam Raimi's brother. Yeah. Ted Raimi. Who, uh, yeah. Ted Raimi, who, um, you know, plays, you know, I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but he has a, he has a decent role in, uh, Ash versus evil dead. They bring him back. Yeah. He plays, um, Ash's the clerk. childhood friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. He plays the clerk in the, uh, the store when he's talking about an army of darkness too. Yeah. He has, he has cameo roles in all of sam raimi's movies like he and, and so does so does bruce campbell yeah. also like bruce campbell's yeah. in the spider-man movies as weird oh, as that hysterical. is to say they're also in xena and hercules which is produced by sam raimi was it really because like i remember watching that when i was a kid you know i freaking uh, loved xena and hercules and <laughs> i that i i knew ted raimi before i knew sam raimi because i watched that growing up you know <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy how like it's so interconnected. All everything that he do- touches, is, it has the same people in it. It has this, but not the only same that, but it's crazy how many like he made Evil Dead. That's terrifying. He made Spider Man, which is a superhero movie. He then made he made Xena the Warrior Xena the, Princess. Well, he didn't make Xena the Warrior Princess. He produced Xena yeah. the Warrior Princess. Yeah. Like it's so it's so diverse. You go, well, go, Sam well, going back to where he kind of he kind of pokes fun and like tries to keep everything connected. For some reason, the uh, the car, the Nova, that's always in everything. Yeah. Is it a Nova? Um, yeah, uh, I guess there was an ongoing joke where they were like interviewing Bruce Campbell on like why why is he putting that in? You know, Uncle Ben's car is it in Spider Man? It's Ash's car in all of the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. Almost anything he does, he tries to sneak that car in. And uh, Bruce Campbell's response was. We're not really sure. I think that, uh, you know, Raimi lost his virginity in that car. Like that was- <laughs> he lost his virginity. But. I love it, too. Like, it's like he, it's- Bruce Campbell has built a career on B-movies, and he's perfectly fine with that. <laughs> yeah, like, he's so proud of his career, which he should be. He's awesome. I, I like, though, because, like, you have these people that started out in horror or they started out in these like low budget, not really known movies, and, and they, they go on to be Hollywood. Starts. Yeah, they kind yeah. of go on to be these big Hollywood actors. And Bruce Campbell, I mean, I think his biggest role was he was in Burn Notice, the TV. I series. was just, I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. The only reason I watched Burn Notice was, you know, I always thought it was corny. I saw commercials playing for it all the time, and then. Um, you know, one of my friends had it on one day, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that Bruce Campbell? <laughs> and then I started watching it, and it's an amazing show. He still has his quirky, you know, he's still himself in that. I feel like every role that he plays, he pretty much plays himself. A movie you have to watch, yeah, a movie you have to watch, it's called My Name is Bruce. It's awesome. Yeah. And he's playing himself, but yeah. basically what happens is uh, this town, he gets kidnapped by these townspeople, 
and because there's, there's like this a there's a spirit. samurai demon yeah there's a samurai demon their town. that's plaguing their town and he's playing himself and they kidnap him to fight off this demon and he thinks that the entire thing is a movie yeah so he's like playing along with it he has no idea that it's real and he thinks like oh these people think because i was an evil dead i can fight this thing off and it was so out there and it hilarious was the, like, the teenage boy convinced the whole town he's yeah. like oh bruce campbell can fight it off he fought off the deadites and evil dead yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely worth checking out anything <clears throat> he does is awesome didn't he do um the one what didn't he play elvis yeah bubba hotep buddy bubba hotep went in a <laughs> retirement home <laughs> Um, but going back to Evil Dead 2, the, I did have some complaints with it. I feel like, le- like, the last half of the movie kind of starts to drag on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there got to a point where I was like, alright, like, I kind of want it to wrap up now. And it just, like, keep, things just keep happening and it kind of starts to repeat itself a little bit in a way. I but, didn't like the ending either with the, um, tree... Thing. You know what I'm uh, talking the, about? Yeah. I didn't like that. I felt like um, being quirky and, and strange is, is awesome. Do it. But that was like to a point where it, I, I couldn't even get behind it. It wasn't scary at all, you know? Yeah. All in all, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. What'd you give it? <clears throat> I It was my favorite one in the series. I thought it had, um, you know, it was a great blend of horror and comedy. I felt it was... You know, Bruce Campbell was definitely more comfortable. He definitely became Ash instead of Ashley in this movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, how many badasses do you know that can load a double barrel shotgun with a chainsaw? <laughs> so um, this was I'd my favorite. Yeah, I mean, why not? But, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I cut my own hand off, I, I don't think it would be my first instinct to, like, rig up a system how to, like, you know, tie a chainsaw to my hand. Like, that's just epic. <laughs> no, that was um this was my favorite one of the series. Um, Army of Darkness was great and it was funny, and it was cool because it was like a middle medieval kind of movie, but it also got away from the horror where it wasn't so much horror anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I would give it nine point five out of ten. The second one, honestly. Right. So we kind of like flip flopped for those the the first and the yeah. second one. Um, going on to Army of Darkness, though, yeah, I definitely get what you mean. I had said to Sierra when we were watching it last night that I I feel like there's no horror in it, and it's really not inappropriate in any way. Like, I, I, I said that I would show this to, like, if I ever had kids, I would let them watch this as, like, a five-year-old and what be perfectly fine. What I said fine. was that uh, Army of Darkness is um, if the Princess Bride and Evil Dead had a baby, <laughs> that it would be Army of Darkness. Yeah. Is, yeah but um... the reason it is so, like tame is because it was made it was released by universal and universal wanted it to have a pg-13 rating Mm. so they went and it there was a scene in the beginning where a deadite gets decapitated and yeah when he was in the pit yeah well the i I think it was a different demon i could be wrong though but it came back with an x rating just because of that scene so they cut that scene out and it came back with an R rating, so they went. Universal went back and cut out a ton of scenes, and it still ended up coming back with an R rating. So they just went with the R rating. Yeah, yeah. Go, going back to the whole rating system, I know I'm going to backpedal back to Evil Dead yeah, Two. Um, but it was so screwed up the way, like how you got ratings for movies back in the day. If you notice in Evil Dead Two, any blood that comes out of a body is um, is black instead of red they had some green in there too yeah 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 like you know the scenes where it's coming out of the walls and everything red was fine you know but when he when he's cacking people up with a chainsaw and everything it was always either black or green and that was trying to avoid the x rating i mean back you know when you think even today when you think of an x rating what do you think it's porn yeah (laughs) yeah i think of hardcore penetration you could get an r you could get an r rating for a softcore porn right now yeah and you know it's just like totally like it was deading your movie from the start. Like it's just doomed to fail already. 
Yeah. Um, even even back then with an NC-17 rating was still, like, doomed to fail. But Yeah, but you know what, though? There's also movies on the other end of the spectrum with that where E.T. was rated PG, thir- or it was rated uh, PG, and they, like, say, like, cock breath in it and shit yeah. like that. The so rating like, system's so it was like there. It was like, like, language was all right. It's just, like, physical violence is not okay. Which is funny because it's definitely flip-flop. Now if yeah. you say fuck more than four times in a movie, it has to have an R rating. Yeah. But you know, you could show them hacking somebody up and it's still a PG-13. Like, yeah. I feel like if Army of Darkness came out now, it would probably have like a PG rating. I'm sorry. my, my, my... PG-13. Definitely People PG. People are, are desensitized from, from violence. Like it's not shocking anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It but definitely cursing, is, cursing is very wrong. But yeah, hack some of the pieces. God that's forbid. all right. Yeah, God forbid you say fuck. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, Army of Darkness definitely really funny. Um, my favorite part of Army of Darkness is the scene where he's like fighting with himself, like yeah. he, a bunch of little people are running around. And this this kind of threw me off. It was definitely a different a different kind of movie. It was more not only was it set place in medieval times, but it was almost like it reminded me of like a never ending story. Or like the Black Crystal, or one of those like classic yeah. movies that are set back in time, where you know there was some magic going on, you know there were swords, and you know <laughs> just <laughs> the the trials where when he gets to the book, there's three of the books, and they all do different shit to him, mm-hmm. and like you know like it definitely just had that feel to it more more so than a horror movie i, defi- I yeah. definitely agree i think it definitely feels like a an 80s adventure medieval mm. time adventure movie i almost i almost feel like like you could watch this movie separately from evil dead and still have no idea what like you you have an idea of what's going on yeah, you like don't you, need, you to, don't watch need them. to watch the the first two um, to watch army of darkness Hands down, the only thing that links Army of Darkness to Evil Dead Two oh, is the fact that the 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 thirty seconds before the movie starts, where it gives like the recap of like how yeah. he sucked back into the past. That's the only thing that's, you know, but uh, but still, great movie. Um, yeah, absolutely. He, he definitely he definitely sets the tone in, in the very beginning where. You know, he gets thrown in the pit, and the the first guy who gets thrown in, it's like a geyser of blood, and you know, it still it still has that comedy effect where like the first guy gets thrown in, and everybody's kind of like looking over the side, like wondering what's going on. Yeah. You know, the geyser of blood, and then he gets thrown in, and he kicks their ass, and he climbs out of the pit, and you know, then he's just like, all right, who's next? Who wants some? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I feel like this movie really like molded the character of Ash. I know that it started in the second one, but it's crazy that out of the three movies, the one that he acts this way is the image that you think of. Like, when you think of Ash Williams, you think, you think of, of Army of Darkness Ash. Army of Darkness, yeah. yeah. Well, and, well, but and that's I, the thing, and, and as he carries on the character, and I know that we're not supposed to be talking about it, well, but we can talk Ash about versus it. the Evil Dead, he's, that's who he he's is, the yeah. character from Army of Darkness. He's not Ash from the first one or Ash from the second one. He's... Well, it's the development. Of of course, he's going to be Ash Williams because it's Ash versus Evil Dead. But even when you see any other movie with Bruce Campbell in it, you're expecting the kind of comedian that was brought up. And he does it though; he he delivers that character in in, in most, at least, every movie that I've seen, other outside of the the uh, Evil Dead series. He he does play that character, and and then that goes into the TV shows when he was in. You know, he played that character as well. Uh, when he was the Prince of Thieves. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he definitely holds that character. Yeah. Uh, my opinion, Bruce Campbell is Ash Williams, and Ash Williams is Bruce Campbell. Yeah, like, I, think they're, I think they're the same person. <laughs> I don't think any other character could play. But I don't think Bruce Campbell would be... I don't think Ash Williams... Like, I don't think if the uh, Evil Dead movies never existed, I don't, I don't feel that Bruce Campbell would be the same person that he is. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. the movies gave him confidence to be who he is. You know what oh, I mean? hands down. I mean, who? You, you who, can't just go out. You can't. You just can't talk to ladies the way he does without <laughs> something telling you that it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, who who knows what would happen? Um, I, I personally think that 
like without him being in the Evil Dead movies, who knows if he would be in anything at all? Yeah. Like, you know, his childhood friend just so happened to be the director and gave him the leading role in the movie. Like that was his breakthrough being like, you know what? I can be an actor. I was in a great movie and like gave him the confidence to actually like yeah, go sure. out and pursue other roles. If he wasn't in that, I don't know how he wouldn't, have, you know, he would have gotten started in it to begin yeah. with. Yeah. We wouldn't have our famous B-movie actor that we have today. <laughs> Thank you, Sam and, Raimi. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, this whole B, you know, B movie, like B roll thing, you know, gets thrown around. When I think of B roll, I think of, you know, like nine o'clock at night sci fi movies and yeah. shit like that. Like, this is definitely not a B movie. Yeah. Like, my opinion. Definitely. Oh, no, I don't know. When I think of B movies, I think of like Army of Darkness. I think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I think. Of like those, it, a B movie is a low budget movie. That's what it is, you know. So have we have, have we gotten so far down to like C movies? Because have you seen like the <laughs> the B movies that are coming out now, like Sharknado and shit like that? <laughs> yeah, like, that that's a definitely. C movie. <laughs> what a B what a B movie started out as was back when they had drive in movies. They would show the two movies and the at first, once, yeah. and the the first movie would be the B movie, and it would be the movie that's really not that popular or big it's the opening act yeah yeah and then they'd have the main movie and they'd throw those two in there to get attention to the lower budget like lesser known movies yeah Yeah. but so what what would you guys say uh army of darkness was at a 10 for you i give it a six i i love the movie but i hate that there's no horror in it it's just Uh funny if i was rating it as a comedy movie it would have a higher rating yeah but as a horror movie i'd give it a six i also feel that like the end the same complaint i had with evil dead 2 by the end of the movie i'm kind of just like all right well i kind of want this to end at this point yeah Yeah, the like the whole second half of the movie is the whole battle that they have and it Uh just gets to the point where it's like you have a 45 minute battle going on i'm gonna i'm gonna say as an evil dead movie i'd give it a five as a sequel to princess bride i give it a (laughs) (laughs) 10.5 Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you look at it that way with the complete turnaround from The Princess Bride to Army of Darkness, like, yeah, I would give it a 10.5 as well. <laughs> but um, I, I would have to give it, you know, uh, I would say six and a half. I can't give it a better rating than the first Evil Dead because the first Evil Dead was great. Yeah, that's um, where it all started. Like, like, and like Dylan said, that. it's it's really not a horror movie anymore. Yeah. And uh, the only reason we're even talking about it in Horror Haven podcast is because of the two movies that came before it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I I would like to see the version of the movie before Universal kind of got their hands on it because, from my understanding, it was a completely different movie before Universal started messing with it. I mean, yeah, the name, right. the name was different. The name so. was originally going to be Medieval Dead, which I think is such a better name. Like, yeah. it oh, has fun. the Evil Dead name. It has Medieval. Like, it's perfect. It, it explains the plot line <laughs> in a title, and that, that's impressive. Yeah, but there, I don't know if you found it when you were looking into it, too, but there's a whole different ending to this movie that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell shot that Universal saw and was like, well, this is too dark. We don't want to have this ending. But it pretty much originally ended with Ash getting this potion that would make him go to sleep until his time period came, and he drank too much of it, so he wakes up in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> England, and, like, everybody's dead, and the world's just taken over by deadites. And it's kind of thought that that was going to set up for another movie because the next one would be, like, a post-apocalyptic world where Ash is fighting off deadites. But Universal, I guess, didn't like the idea. They said it was too dark, so they had to go back. And that's when they reshot the scene that takes place in S-Mart. Damn, you know what? I I didn't know that, but I mean it now more than ever. Fuck you, Universal. (laughs) I mean, I I haven't... I don't know why I haven't, but I haven't watched the ending. You can still watch the ending. I, I, I'm sure it's on YouTube, but they've released it later on with like director's cuts of the movie. Yeah, I don't. But think I'm saying that, like that would have been perfect to set up for another movie. Like yeah. Ash. Now, not only did you make a movie about him being in the medieval ages, but now you can make a movie about him being in the future yeah. fighting deadites too. <laughs> like they totally robbed us of a fourth movie in this in in this yeah. trilogy. Another thing that Universal did too is like. They wouldn't give up the rights to the movie, which is why when you watch Ash vs. Evil Dead, 
they don't mention what happened in Army of Darkness because they couldn't get the rights to it. So when you wow. watch, yeah, when yeah. you watch it, it's kind of like, why isn't this getting brought up? And that's why. But at I get what you're saying. It would be it would be cool for another Army of Darkness movie to do that, but I'm kind of glad they didn't because Ash vs. Evil Dead is great. Like, yeah, no, yeah, it yeah it's great. Hands down, it's great. Yeah. Uh, we said we we're going to save that for another episode, but... Uh, yeah. It's hard to not talk will, about yeah. it when you've watched it. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, I love that it brings it back to its horror roots at think, parts, but it still has the comedy. I think Ash vs. Evil Dead is very similar style to the second movie. Yeah, yeah it still was, has the it, comedy, but it has the horror... Nice. At the spoiler alerts again, if you haven't watched the series, but the last few episodes of the first season where they go back to the cabin, oh, that so was good. amazing. I was so, so happy that they did that. And yeah. like, can we just bring this back into the um, Sam Raimi universe that they brought Lucy Lawless into the show? Yeah, who played Xena? <laughs> like that, like it's just like a complete full circle. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Ash um, was. I do want to talk, good. talk about. Um, all the movies, the um, evolution of the special effects makeup that they've done through, from the first one to the third one. Um, if you know, it, I don't know how closely you looked at it, but the in the first one you can see the prosthetics where they start and where they end. Um, but as it goes through to the third one, that I don't the the um, main bad guy in the third one, mm-hmm. um, his makeup was fucking awesome. Yeah. Really freaking nice. And uh, I just want to throw a shout out to the makeup artist for that. That was awesome. <laughs> I think it, I think the makeup artist for Army of Darkness actually got awards or at least got nominated for awards for best makeup. Well, because wasn't the... I, I don't know. I might have misunderstood it, but the bad guy was essentially the bad side of Ash that got burnt and buried yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. So, but like looking at him, you could see that it kind of looked like ash, but at the same time, like you could see the burn mark and all that. Um, oh, well, but he, it was like much had... scarier and it was almost rotten. <clears throat> I think that, I just think looked really good. I, I'm pretty sure the actor who played him too is Bill Mosley, who's really big horror Chop actor. Chop. Chop, yeah. He was chopped top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. He's been in like the devil's rejects and everything, <laughs> but, um, it, he's unrecognizable. I didn't yeah, know that until no. I looked it up. No, and th- and that's the thing. And and when we were watching it, he did a good job of being Bruce. Cam- you know what I mean? Like kind of putting on the Bruce Campbell show. Yeah. And talking like him. So. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say before. You know, you brought it up that the the main protagonist in Army of Darkness is essentially the dark half of Ash, and um, it, it copied it all the way down to you know his his humor and everything. I think you know. It's the scene where he like digs himself out and he puts the armor on. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he look in the camera and say "groovy"? <laughs> I, might, I don't I remember. He, I think he does. But I can see that. But the it, I know when he's talking to um, what's the girl's name? Shelly. It's another S. It's Sheila. Sheila, that's it. Yeah. Because yeah. Shelly was or when he's talking. Shelly was in the first. Yeah, Shelly was, was in the first. Was it was Shelly and yeah, it was Shelly and Cheryl in the first one, and this one was Sheila. But when he's talking to Sheila too, he says something like "Give me some sugar." He he yeah, he, like he, he has he, the he same lines real, pretty much. Because that's what I had said. I said, Dylan, can you look up who's playing him? Because I think it's Bruce Campbell. And yeah. He looked it up. He's like, no, it's the guy who played Chop Top from the Second Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I was like, shit, that guy can act because he's act- <laughs> like I thought it was Bruce Campbell. I honestly did. Mm-hmm. I thought he was playing both characters. My favorite line in Army of Darkness is when, <laughs> you know, Sheila gets possessed by a deadite. And she's like, oh, you found me pretty once. And he just looks at her and he goes, baby, you got real ugly. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so, so cut and dry and so hysterical <laughs> that, like, you know. There's so many great one-liners in that movie. Like, I love um, I love when they're showing the part. After he escapes, after Ash escapes from the pit and the lady gets possessed and he he fires the gun. He's like, hey, yo, she bitch, let's go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, he has a great. He there's there's another line that you liked more. I can't remember what. My line favorite was. line in the movie is when he shoots Evil Ash in the face, and he's like, "Good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun," and I'm like, "Damn, that's badass." Yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is badass. He's fucking cool. Like I said, Bruce Campbell. I don't care how old he is. Yeah. I don't. 
Yeah, well, even you know, even with his age, he's still he's still the same guy. Like yeah. it, it had it. Well, at least in his acting, it hasn't changed him a bit. He's got a good head of hair too, man. Like I just <laughs> yeah. had to put that out there. Like he has a nice head of hair. Yeah. Let me start the Bruce Campbell fan club if there isn't one already. I am uh, a Bruce, sure there's hundreds. I am of a them. Bruce Campbell fan girl. Yeah. I'm not afraid he's, to admit it. He's he's in my top three actors that I want to meet. Um, Dude, my I first would, one was Will, Willem Dafoe, which I was fortunate enough to meet Willem Dafoe, yeah. uh, Bruce Campbell, and then Robert England. I definitely have to meet Robert England at some point. I think great. Bruce Campbell would be number one for me. Definitely. I said top, top three. It's too, it's too hard to tell. Yeah. I would have loved to meet, um, Gunnar Hansen, but he, he died. Yeah. So unfortunately until I die, I'm not meeting him. <laughs> Yeah, but as far as the Evil Dead movies go, I think that's really all I have to say about them. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Oh, you know, we covered so much shit. Um, do you, as as far as the whole series is concerned, you know, it's definitely a must see, no matter what. I, I don't care what. I think that any horror fan so. that hasn't seen it isn't. They aren't doing horror right. Yeah. Um. We we started touching base on um, you know Ash's one liners in movies. I have a list of my favorite ones. You guys want to say any more of his funny one liners before uh, we wrap things up? Um, how about the I like uh, that you're king of Jack and shit, and Jack just left town. Yeah, that's a that good one. one. <laughs> I don't know the exact line. There's something along those lines though. <laughs> yeah, um, I, also, I love when he's going on about the uh, the shotgun too. And he's like going the into detail stick. about the shotgun, this is and a everybody Remington just double barrel twelve gauge shotgun yeah. bought at S Mart. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> shop the, smart. The S crowd smart. looks so like intrigued and interested. And it's just like an ad for that store. Yeah, but they don't like they don't know what that is. They don't know what he's saying, but they're just like, oh wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <S-mart. laughs> yeah. Um. And and just the beginning of that whole rant he goes on, you know, you primitive screwheads, listen up, like. Yeah, yeah. Just so great. I love when he's making the, uh, I think it's when he's making the fake hand and Sheila comes in and he says, like, your primitive mind wouldn't understand alloys. And he starts, like, ranting out, like, molecular yeah. chemical yeah. structure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're like, you don't understand it either, dude. And and with with Sheila, too, you know, when uh, when he's talking about, all right, let's get the shit done, and then it cuts to the next scene, and, like, these women are feeding him grapes and, like, wine and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then she comes, over, she comes over by his side and, like, kneels down, and he goes, you know, first you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, I, when I, it showed that part, Sierra was like, I could picture this is what Bruce Campbell's house actually looks like, just him sitting in a throne with ladies feeding him grapes. That's what I, that's what I picture. I, I, I want to um, say, uh, I'm not going to go into the, the remake movie, but I do have to say, um, it like made my it made the movie for me during the remake when, uh, if you stay after the credits, it has the cameo of uh, Bruce Campbell from the side view, and he just says groovy, and that's it, and then it goes black. Um, <laughs> that saved that movie for me, because I did not enjoy it at all, and then that happened, and I was like, okay, I can forgive the rest of the movie, because all right. that one three-second seat spot without uh without getting into the remake too much i personally thought it was a great remake compared to all the other shitty remakes that are coming out Ugh, to i didn't day. like it but i also i felt like i think i went I in with like too high hopes my my, my issue mm. with it and i'm not i'm gonna try not to touch on it too much but my big issue with it is that i feel like it's so easy to bring in drugs and all that shit into horror movies it's like it's been done a thousand times and it just doesn't impress me <laughs> I this I I can tell this is already just gonna snowball into us talking about the remake. We haven't watched it. We haven't watched it in, in a I, while, I do, so we'd have to rewatch it. I do want to do a whole episode about remakes, ma- mainly of like the the big movies mm-hmm. that we touch on. We already kind of ruined it in the first episode. Yeah, because we, we did about talk the Texas about Chainsaw the Texas Massacre. Chainsaw Massacre. I I swear to God, if during the remake episode we start talking about a Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm gonna break my computer and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drive out there and. Like, Give you guys an actual piece of my mind. We have about to, we're we have all, to go we're all sore about that movie, Rich. We agree yeah, with you. We have to touch base on it, though. I don't know if I can rewatch it, but... I... I oh, God. I, I didn't even... Like, this is just how I feel about it. I didn't even think that I had to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
Oh God. Yeah, like, we were like sitting in the. Th- we went and saw it in theaters, and we were sitting and we we're like, "What the hell is this?" Well, we went and saw it in theaters what because everybody was posting. On- I wasn't gonna see it. I was like, "This is gonna be shit." And everybody I was out. posting online, like, "Oh my God, this movie's scaring the hell out of me." So I was like, "All right, we have to go. We have to see if it lives oh, up to the hype." And I was so. I've never been so disappointed. <laughs> Dude, it was the only movie in history I've ever walked out of. Yeah. And, you walked uh, out of Drag Me to Hell. Another Sam Raimi classic. I love you, Sam Raimi. But that, that was, was Sam Raimi, movie. Drag Me to Hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That movie Damn. was freaking weird. It boo, was just Sam not, Raimi, it, boo. It, partially, it wasn't even because of the movie. It, we had seen it on opening night, and there was like... Some woman bought like fifty, like what, like thirteen-year-olds. Okay, all right. Story yes. time, quick. Sto- Off-topic story time. We went and saw Drag Me to Hell opening night, and it was shit. It was so bad. And <laughs> there was these group of like four or five, like little kid, like thirteen-year-olds, up towards the front row, and they were making jokes a little bit. Like they were being a little loud. The entire movie, I was making jokes. I was screaming like a girl, like at the top of my lungs at stupid parts. I was just being obnoxious because, like, this movie's bad. Every and everybody, everybody agreed. Everybody was laughing at me. They were laughing at me the whole time. So I would never be the person to do this or ruin a movie, but this movie was deserving. So they ended up stopping the movie, and the owner of the movie theater came in with security, and they go. Who's we're getting complaints. Disruptive. Yeah, we're getting complaints. Who's being disruptive? And everybody in the theater points at these 13-year-old kids. And they kick nobody, them out. Nobody says a thing to can me. I, can I say the best part? Yeah. <laughs> they kick out the 13-year-olds and they turn around and give us free movie tickets. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, we're giving everybody free movie tickets for your inconvenience. So we're sitting there we're like, this movie's bad. We're like, we're just going to leave. We walk out and get our movie tickets. Okay, and I'm <laughs> that... just going to say you're welcome to every person who got a free movie ticket because of Dylan that night. <laughs> that... That is definitely awesome. I, I, I think that's like the best ending that could have came about that movie. Like <laughs> I've never heard a positive story about that movie and thank you know, now I have. <laughs> Alright guys, that's gonna wrap it up on the Evil Dead movies. We wanna thank you for listening. Again, my name is Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Rich. And you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Horrorhaven Podcast or on our Instagram at Horrorhaven Podcast. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about three Valentine's movies, and we'll keep you posted on our Facebook and Instagram page on what those will be throughout the week. Thanks again for listening, and have a good night.